today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Recently, United Airlines announced, as uh, well, actually it was Monday afternoon, that they're taking additional steps to purify the air on flights to protect passengers from COVID-19. And there's a lot of uh, misconceptions and uh, things that aren't true, and, and people have a lot of concerns and questions about flying. So joining us for the next few minutes to talk about that is aviation expert and founder and director of Aviation RFI, Fran Hume joins us. Fran, first of all, thank you for joining us. And the same thing I say to all my guests, I hope you're staying safe. Yes, thank you very much. I um, appreciate you inviting me on the show. And yes, I'm well, thank you very much. All right, so let's uh, talk about some of the changes, first of all, that United Airline announced. Uh, the myth, first of all, is that if one person is sick on the plane, then everybody else will get sick. So kind of talk about some of the steps that United Airlines took uh, the other day to make sure that people feel more comfortable when they fly. Well, um, just just quickly, um, my husband and myself have got about 40 years worth of um, aviation experience. Um, my husband is very technical, actually, and um, he also works for a major airline, in fact. Um, but some of the facts um, are that, uh, and United have said this too, and I fully agree with them, that uh, there are a lot of myths. Um, but um, one of the safest things on board for these aircraft these days are actually the HEPA filters. Now HEPA, um, these are the um, these are the um, high efficiency particulate air filters that are on all aircraft, and these HEPA filters were actually originally designed for operating theatres, and that is how efficient they are. And a lot of people aren't aware of that. Now these have been used for years, and they go back as far as the 747, um, which is well over 25 years. And um, these airlines now even change the filters more often and regularly. Um, and United Airlines, as well as other airlines, are doing exactly that. So what um, people need to know is the air filters on board are extremely efficient. Um, people don't understand how often they work. And if I've got a second, I'm, I'm more than happy to um, briefly explain that in simple words. Yeah, please do. So yep. The air comes in through the air conditioning packs um, into the overhead cabin on an aircraft. And these, this air goes through the actual cabin, and then it goes out through the floor, outflow valves. Now, approximately only 10% of the air in the aircraft is actually recirculated. And that air goes through these HEPA filters and the recirculated fans. Now, any virus, including COVID-19 um, and any airborne uh, particles, I'm sorry, are actually captured by those HEPA filters. So, yes, um, it is increasingly safe to fly. <laughs> so I understand that this HEPA system uh, makes a complete air change basically once every two to four minutes. People wouldn't know that sitting on a plane, but, but I find that fascinating that it, it changes that quickly. Yes, it does. Um, they are extremely efficient. And, and like I said earlier, they have been used initially in operating theatres. That's exactly how efficient they are. And people in the aviation industry are very familiar with this. It is the passengers that perhaps aren't well informed enough and are still um, a little bit scared to fly because they're not informed well enough. And this is the this is the reason that these airlines are trying to put this information out there to inform people well, 
and, and that's what's going to be bringing people back to fly. So uh, talk about uh, the, I uh, understand that the ratio of fresh to recycled air, and again, this is a myth because everybody thinks that the air there is so stale and it just doesn't uh, go anywhere. I understand it's about 50-50 and there's two things that happen with uh, recirculated air? Um, I I couldn't tell you the exact ratio, but it um, it it's, it's it circulates within minutes. So it's not it doesn't sit in the cabin for long at all. It recirculates around the cabin. It goes back out, as I explained before. All right. So let's talk now uh, a little bit about um, masks and people getting on the plane. And we've all sat next. And this is pre-COVID, of course, when you get on a plane and yes. you sit next to somebody in the past that didn't have a mask and they sneezed and they cough. And there was literally no room for you to get away from that because of nobody wearing a mask then. What about now? Talk about the fears uh, and alleviate some of those fears that people may have uh, getting on a plane during the uh, pandemic. Well, you know, um, there's a lot of debate at the moment about masks. I think um, in in a, a close environment and you're wanting to try and, you know, keep yourself safe and, and, and away from um, other passengers. You know, people are, are very scared, which is, you know, not ridiculous, but I understand why. And um, masks, there's different masks. There's the plain ones that you can buy. There's the the um, the other HD90 masks. And um, but you know, some people say they work. Some people don't. Uh, I think it becomes a personal choice on an aircraft. Look, I have personally um, travelled through this pandemic myself uh, multiple times, uh, as well as my husband, um, for necessity more than anything. And some people um, don't want to wear a mask, but they will because uh, they're asked to. And others have been on there with almost a hazmat suit <laughs> you know, looking equipment and, and to try and um, alleviate or, or trying to make themselves feel more comfortable. So um, I think um, masks are um, a, a, a something that we should be uh, mandating. I do note today that um, another um, airline, including United, that you mentioned before, are now putting um, uh, masks mandatory even around their own departure gate. And they've also implemented just recently also um, touch-free um, check-in um, kiosks. But um, flying is safe. I mean, we've developed other products to make people feel safer. Um, not that they're needed because the airlines themselves have implemented such strong cleaning um, initiatives now. Um, but some people need something visual as well to make them feel better. And, 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 and having a mask on makes them feel safer themselves. So we encourage masks, obviously, because we also sell them as well. I'm curious now, uh, as we get toward uh, whatever stage we're in and when uh, the stage two comes and hopefully leaves us relatively quickly, so we're talking maybe a year or two years down the road, Fran, uh, is it your opinion uh, that what we see now as far as more cleaning, as far as masks, as far as sanitation, that that will be, if you will, the new normal for flying uh, people that fly going forward? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the airlines have implemented um, further clean commitment strategies. Um, this is is going to be an ongoing thing. This just they haven't done this and spent billions of dollars purely to to do it short term. 
Um, they've invested millions of dollars, um, even without the income from passengers. They work in diligently um, with as many cleaning experts and medical professionals to ensure the safety of the passengers. This is not a short-term thing. This is going on into the future, and we're going to see this, um, I think, a, a, number of, a, a number of airlines, in fact, just about all of them that I'm aware of, um, they have developed their own new cleaning technologies. I mean, they have got new disinfecting policies. They've got new strategies. And these are going to be commonplace going forward. And this will be definitely ongoing. Uh, they are completely committed to keeping their passengers safe. So when somebody gets on a plane now, if they haven't uh, been aware of this, I don't know, the next little while, next month, couple of months down the road, once basically you wear the mask through the airport, get through um, the boarding and all that, the mask stays on for the entire flight, correct? Um, yes, they will allow you to remove it for eating and drinking, but they're obviously encouraging everybody who um, who isn't um, eating or drinking uh, to keep that on their face. Um, you know, that, I don't think that's going to change in the short term. Um, certainly, Oh, at least the next 12 months, I think masks are going to be mandated for travelling, um, and most likely rightly so. But I do strongly believe and actually know the facts that travelling in an aircraft, they are highly disinfected now, they have new technologies, and it is very, very safe to fly. You know, I was sitting here smiling when you talked about uh, people getting on planes, some of them wearing masks and some of them almost uh, dressed up in a hazmat suit. It, you know, I, we shouldn't make fun of it, but, but I, I, I can have a, 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 I'm having a, a visual of somebody getting on with the mask and with the visor and with the boots all covered up. So I know that that's not quite the case, but, but I got to tell you, I smiled a bit, Fran, at, uh, at people uh, going, uh, taking that extra mile, the extra step, so to speak, to stay safe. Well, um, I commented on that because I've seen it. And, you know, and it, it's, in some ways it's quite sad because when this pandemic started in aviation, people just completely panicked. And um, the, the airlines immediately um, stepped up and put all these cleaning strategies in place. And every single day you read in, on some of the social media, like the LinkedIn networks and things, just exactly what these people are doing in between the network. And we all talk about it every day to each other. Now, you know, we also developed um, other products like... Um, disposable seat covers and we've also done this now this is not because airlines are dirty they're not in fact you, you can probably cook your dinner and, and eat it off the tray tables these days without any plate but a lot of people who travel and this is a fact um can't see that clean if you understand what i'm saying so they need to have another barrier themselves which is why you will see some people in hazmat suits and others we, we've created our disposable seat covers to give people who need that visual um, barrier to be seen so they can feel more comfortable within themselves. Because as much cleaning as you can, as being done on an airline, some passengers still need to understand that they can still protect themselves. And if that's a hazmat suit or if it's a disposable seat cover, and that's what they need to use to make themselves more comfortable to fly, that's going to be the future of flying. Fran, I'm, I'm curious now, um, does this mean going forward for the next, as we say, at least half a year to a year, that now uh, the middle seat on airplanes will not be filled, that uh, people will be spaced out more for their own safety and not necessarily jammed in in the past like they were? 
No, I think initially, um, no. The, the, some airlines are wanting to um, extend that middle seat being left open. Um, I know Delta is one of those. They're, they're uh, keeping their seats in the middle open to at least the end of September. Um, some other airlines have chosen to um, use those middle seats. And I've flown enough recently, and, and people aren't panicking. I mean, you know, um, I don't think sitting next to somebody... Um, necessarily, if if you're not, uh, if you don't already have it, is going to suddenly make you get this virus. I think people are, are being sensible. Um, honestly, the airlines have revenue, and, and and passengers are their way of of making money and staying afloat. I mean, an airline just can't keep on um, having all this amazing expense and, and no revenue. They just won't last. So they, they're now putting all these other things into place, interiors. They're looking at other technologies in, in, on the interiors to make people even safer than they are now, even when they are safe. They're looking at shields between seats and all sorts of other implement, implemented um, cleaning and products to make people more comfortable, but they, they can't forever keep that middle seat open. It's just not practical. So, uh, Fran, I'm wondering... I'm, I'm wondering now um, how soon you think uh, the aviation industry can turn around in the States. I know that uh, United warned that they may have to chop 45% of its workforce as a result of the pandemic. We're all hoping that uh, this thing ends and people get back to, to work soon. But uh, the, the, is the airline industry going to be decimated and kind of rethinking the way that they do things going forward if this pandemic lasts? Look, you know, I mean, eventually everyone's going to get back onto planes. Um, I, you know, um, my husband, as I mentioned earlier, works for a major airline, and um, the passenger numbers um, are going up again slowly. And with the and every single plane that I've flown on in the last couple of months has um, actually always been full. <laughs> so, and I'm not just saying that; I'm, that's actually a fact. So, there are still people who need to fly. Um, business flights are always going to be there. Um, people going on holiday, that's gone down a little bit, but people are getting tired now of being at home all the time and they're wanting to get out and about. Um, what people don't see um, is the airlines still have other revenue opportunities with freight, etc. So they are using these um, the aircraft that they do have in the air um, for other means to bring an extra revenue. So they just have to be, um, and they are being very, very smart in the way that they bring these airlines back into service. And um, really, you know, once the once the general public know it is safe to fly, and once the governors are reopening states and not fear mongering perhaps as much, um, I think people will return to the skies as quickly as possible because we all want to. <laughs> so, friend, uh, last bit of advice then for people who uh, are thinking of booking but still aren't quite sure because they're nervous, and um, we won't get into the whole crossing the border situation. Let's just talk generally about people that have to fly somewhere. Um, uh, what's the advice that you would give to them as far as alleviating fears to uh, step on that plane? Yeah, I think um, I think they need to do their own research. There's some very, very um, good research out there and facts. I mean, unfortunately, when the COVID-19 came out initially, so many people panicked and a lot of myths were put out in the media. And that's no disrespect to the media because some people just didn't know what the facts were. There are a lot of facts out there now. And most of the major airlines, in fact, all of the major airlines, if you visit all their websites, the facts are right there on their websites. You know, um, 
Delta, American, United, Southwest, all these bigger airlines, they're all fully committed to keeping their passengers safe. And we need to educate the general public more so they understand it's safe rather than just listening to people who perhaps perhaps don't know enough facts. And airlines are open to discussing things with you. They're doing their best to refund money and tickets, you know, if you don't feel comfortable to fly at the at the end of the day. Airports have put in massive investments into keeping people safe and cleanliness at the airports, and the airlines are obviously investing heavily every single day. So, you know, I think keeping the public informed is key here to letting them know how how safe it actually is. Honestly, you've probably got more chance of getting sick going to the supermarket, and that is a fact. Fran Hume, aviation expert, director and founder of Aviation RFI. Thank you very much for alleviating some fears and concerns that people have about flying, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do a lot more of it in the next little while. Thank you very much for joining us, and stay safe. Thanks very much for your time. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.